He's bold, he's sexy, and he's a drummer. This is the Industry 45 Podcast Show with SCN. All right, I thought this was very interesting. Uh, I was part of the shot for a number of years uh, in Kitchener and in Toronto and then virtually. Uh, and James, you were part of the shot early on, season two, I think it was, in Canada versus the U.S. So tell me about uh, kind of your takeaway from that experience uh, both times. Well, they were very different because the, the shot season two was in person. Um, it was, uh, and really uh, more around a vocal performance competition at the time. And, and the shot really evolved into an artist uh, competition. By the time I did it remotely, the shot versus USA was really focused on songwriting, uh, whether individually or in groups. And it was all virtual. It was all Zoom. It was the height of the pandemic. Very different experience. But I think by the time I did that, people were used to doing Zoom and songwriting over Zoom and, and meeting people in that way. So it didn't feel strange. And did you so take different. did you take away some new connections as well? People that you could maybe co-write songs were with rather or or do something with? I did. There are a couple of people that I'm still um, in touch with. I haven't actually done any of the writing together with them that we said we would do. So something I really need to follow up on. But uh, I've made connections. I'm, I mean, I'm still following these folks. I'm seeing what they're doing in their career with their music. It's very interesting. And so hopefully I'll continue those connections, get a chance to write with some pretty uh, amazing writers too. Yeah. And I, I thought even as a judge, it was a great experience, especially the in-person. I felt like once it went to zoom, like you said, it kind of changed the game a little bit and I, it was more into songwriting, but I really liked kind of seeing someone in person. And plus you get to have that connection, right? Because you know, as an artist, when you're in front of people and the energy that you're, you're giving the audience and that dynamic is such a huge thing, right? For them to become a fan rather than, than just the song. So uh, I want to move on yeah. to, to Tim McGraw. McGraw, and you spent 10 years performing Tim McGraw songs in a tribute. So talk about that a little bit and, and why Tim McGraw. I mean, other than he's a great songwriter, of course, and performer. It was really how I got into, into country music. I, I wasn't performing country music and I wasn't even listening to a lot of country music at the time. Tim McGraw might have been one of the artists that I would have been most familiar with, as would have anybody probably in the 90s, I suppose, or early 2000s. Um, but I fell into it. My uh, uh, Some buddies of mine we're starting a Tim McGraw tribute act and um, they had another singer. He, he wouldn't practice with them. He was worried he was going to wreck his voice. So uh, the guys just kept asking me to come out and join them for rehearsal just to have somebody to sing along. And just one day it just kind of clicked. And uh, I realized that I could, I could sing that stuff. I could do that. And they did the show they were rehearsing for and then immediately said, Hey, do you want to join us? And it just kind of went from there. At one point in time, I was, in two different Tim McGraw tribute acts, um, oh. one with one band and one with another band. So depending on which booking agency you called to, to hire a Tim McGraw tribute act, <laughs> both of them would be me, <laughs> but with a different band. So it was really odd. Well, it, it is interesting because I, I myself play in a tribute band uh, on the rock side of it, but, but it's, it's just, it's where it's at right now. A lot of people want tribute bands, right? Whether they're country oh, yeah. or rock and roll or, or whatnot. So, and let me ask you this again, as a takeaway, just learning the Tim McGraw uh, catalog and having to sing that. What did you learn from that? Wow. You know, I mean, he's got such a wide range of songs, like powerful ballads and some, you know, real fast stuff. I think what I learned from that really was stage presence and really, um, you know, when you're trying to sound like somebody 
and uh, you really stretch your, I think your your vocal um, bounds, I suppose, right? Like you're really, so you learn to to really blast it, and you learn control. Um, it was taking me a little bit out of my own wheelhouse. I was I was singing, I was trying to be Tim McGraw on stage, so I think, and and it got me onto big stages right away. Whereas an original artist, you know, when you're starting out, right. you're playing pubs, you're playing for small audiences. And here I was playing at a, you know, big fair or soft theater venues, or, you know, in some cases, a, a large event with several thousand people that, you know, I wouldn't have done. So it really got me comfortable with that kind of performance before I was ready to do that in my own original music. And I wasn't doing my own original music at the time. Well, let me tell you what I learned from Tim McGraw is that uh, you, you, when you have really good songwriters, you can have some really good songs because every time he comes out with a new one, like Standing Room Only, uh, his current hit on country radio and such a great song. I mean, he puts it all together. I get it. But some great songs that were written for him uh, over the decades for sure. So let's talk about The Long Way Home um, album that came out in April of this year. So a couple of questions on this. First of all, um, why a full length album? There's 14 songs on this album and, and talk about some of the players on the album. Cause you got some big, uh, big shooters on the album playing for you. Yeah. Well, first I'll say that lately what I've been doing, and I think what a lot of artists have been doing is putting out singles, marketing them to radio. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. What that really does is just, it, it limits what you can do, right? Radio might be looking for something, uh, that is current, that kind of fits in with what's happening. And, and I'm fine with that. But I, I knew I had other songs that I'd written and, and co-written that uh, weren't going to be radio singles, but were still great songs that I wanted to get out there to the world. So that's why I wanted to do a 14-song album, which very few people are doing. I mean, unless you're Morgan Wallen, then you can do like 36 songs or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but that's really what I wanted to do. I wanted these, these songs to have life. So I kind of took on this big project and it's, you know, it was nearly a couple of years of, of, of getting that ready to go. Um, and, uh, and with the players, I mean, I, I have to start by just saying I was working with young uh, up and coming producer, Matt Cable, uh, fantastic producer, highly recommend working with him. Um, he's the one who basically just, drew me into like, I had just remarked at one point in time that I was thinking of recording an album. He just called me up one day and said like, were you still thinking of doing that? Did you want to do that? I just, he asked me a series of questions. I just had to say, yes. Do you want to set up some writing with some, some other artists and other songwriters? Yes. Okay. He set that up. Do you want to, do you want me to hire uh, do you, session musicians? Do you have other people in like session musicians are great. So uh, on, on the album, we've got, um, Rich De Silva, Mark Runkin, Stu Weinberg, uh, Will Hebs, uh, Mitch J uh, is on Wine and Whiskey, my current single right now, um, and and these guys are uh, well respected uh, session guys, touring guys, uh, the the cream of the prop, crop really. These are these are the these are the guys you want to have in the studio with you or on stage with you, absolutely bar none. So it was it was a real treat to be able to work with them and. Um, these are not, I didn't know them before the recording process, you know, and I, and so I, I wasn't sort of running in those circles, I guess, but these guys play on a lot of, uh, big records that a lot of your listeners would be familiar with. That is so, awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Super awesome. All right. James Downham, uh, the long way home is the album, the current single wine and whiskey. So talk about the song. It's not really about 
wine and whiskey now, is it? No, and that's, you know, when people hear that title, they think, oh, there's another whiskey country song. You know, there's a lot of them, right? Uh, but no, this is not, not about drinking. This is, it's really about having someone in your life that can, that understands you, that supports you, that can ease whatever the pain is that you're going through in life in a way that, you know, liquor or, you know, other vices, I suppose, can never really do. Right. So somebody who can really um, provide a level of support that just beyond just sort of blurring or numbing the pain, I suppose, that, you know, a lot of people might do. Um, and, and what I think is really remarkable is that people are really uh, sort of uh, feeling that message, I think. Like it really hits home for a lot of people. Um, and uh, I hadn't even thought about myself, but I was at an event one day and and the host of the event um, on the stage, we had just been talking about this song with, with his uh, partner. He was up on the stage and, and he just turned to his partner from the stage and said, I want to thank my partner. Uh, you're my wine and whiskey. And I was blown away that somebody had taken a lyric from my song and really identified with it right. as a way to describe the nature of their relationship. And so that's when I knew that maybe maybe I had something special with this song that really people could identify with. Well, country music is always about great songs, um, great songwriters, great performers, and you are all of that. Uh, whiskey, or wine and whiskey, rather. New Canadian country, James Downen right now. Kind of pain, you're my remedy. You're the way you kiss me. 
As long as I got you You're my 